Hello and welcome to a Crass and a Half. It's a solo episode with just Paul. What episode of well, Crass and a Half ones it is? It's four. I don't know. George is near to tell me. I think it's four. If not, it's five. Might be six. It's not six. Anyway, I'm just here today because, um, sorry listeners, we did record a full episode. It was pretty late in the day we recorded it. I mean, it was like 11 last night. Um, but, you know, what? basically what happened is uh, we got the recording and this thing happened where, and it's happened before, it happened with the first episode of this series. I had to ADR a load of shit in. Um, but there's this thing that happens where my audio just sort of drops. It cuts out and it, it takes out uh, consonants. I don't know why. Um, here's a clip of it happening just to prove I'm not lying. I like to start the podcast by asking you a question. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, I was editing the podcast. I mean, we say that George edits the podcast, but that's just part of the uh, part of the whole character of the show. It's actually it's actually me who does all the work, listeners. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah. So what we're gonna do? What I'm gonna do? Not George. Is I'm gonna edit together all of the um all of what we could get all of George's bits basically the bits where he's talking the most because they haven't got the problem so we're going to include them maybe include a couple of jingles that George's made um we're going to we'll try and cobble together a little minisode out of this sorry everyone there'll be a proper episode next week i promise um so yeah sorry is is the minisode and then that's the bit where you'll put the Minnesota, George. And then I'll do the end now. Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 7 of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. George, as always, I like to start the podcast by asking you a question. It's Paul's question time. Paul's question time. Paul's question time. George. Yes. Paul's question time. What is your best injury? What is my best injury? Or was. What is the best injury you've ever had? What is or was my best injury? Yeah, um, just you got a good injury story. I've not really. Oh. I'm afraid I wasn't. I wasn't hugely like accident. Well, I was accident prone, but I drank a lot of milk, so I never broke <laughs> any bones or anything. I drank a lot of milk, and I've still broken bones. Yeah, but you're a div, aren't you? I mean, that is true. The reason I broke <laughs> bones is because I was snowboarding on a dry slope, and I got them. I got the sort of teenager, the spotty teenager who was. It was sort of at the place. It was NEC in Birmingham. Everything happens at the NEC. And he was spraying, like, washing up liquid on the dry slope to get it all slippery. And I said at the end, mate, do you know what would be good? Is if you sprayed the bottom of my board with washing up liquid so I'd go extra fast. <laughs> and he did. He just did it. If I told him to jump off a bridge, would he do it? <laughs> so I went right down, smashed into the wall at the bottom, broke my wrist... Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck shit!" And I remember people going, people tutting because I'd sworn. Can you mm. believe that, George? <laughs> Broken mission. They're going. There you are, swearing. your bones poking through. <sighs> Can't believe he's swearing in a public place. It's despicable. It's a cat. 
Bastards. <laughs> Nothing like that really happened to no. me, I'm afraid. Well, just think of one injury. You must have had a, a, an injury at some point, like cut your knee or I, something. I, yeah, I cut, cut both of my knees on the same day. Um, In separate incidents? No, no, oh. same incident. Oh. Tripped up, <laughs> scraped on my knees. Uh, yeah. I think you should go out and get injured just to sort of see you've got a better I mean, story. There is an interesting element to that. Oh, really? I don't feel it's appropriate. <laughs> well, tell me anyway. It was, it was, well, it was 9 11. Oh. It happened. It was like a weird, oh. yes, yeah, it wasn't funny, was it? But it was like a weird premonition that my legs both went down. <laughs> and then hours later. But like See, a, it's not funny, like a, is it? No, but the way you've acted, like that's some sort of portent of doom. You scrape in your knees, and then nine eleven happened. But I've not—that's the only injury, really, on a big scale. I'm trying to think. It's not working, is it? Forget it. Just forget it. Just forget it, George. I knew this was going to be a bad. I knew that was going to be a bad question time. I mean, I only just came up with it to be honest. When I was sitting here setting up, I just thought, "Oh fuck, I've not come up with another question time." Next bit. Next bit. It's crass correspondence. <laughs> I thought I'd do a quick very one. Abrupt. It was very abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's quite late, listeners. I didn't want to do a very prolonged loud jingle because my neighbours might be knocking on the door. Yeah, we don't. So want I thought that, I'd do just we? do a really quick, really loud one, so that yeah. maybe they thought I dropped a pan or something. Have, have you uh, have you seen any emails this week? Because I've only seen the one. So no, I, I don't look at them. I don't look at the emails anymore. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I'm starting to wish I didn't. Uh, we've got an email here. It says, Dear Crass, would you find it utterly hilarious if I were to send in a dimly abusive and dismissive email about the podcast? Kind regards, everyone who knows you in real life. So I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure we would appreciate that, to be honest, uh, everyone. And uh, and that's Crash Correspondence. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Now there's two fellas I just understand. I hear them chatting all day in my games. I download them onto my Wolfman off the iTunes. There is this geezer by the name of Paul. And his pal George is from the North. They talk a lot of nonsense, but the show they do is really great. Get your downloads, get ya, get ya. Hear them chat about a right out loud of guff, get ya. Ain't no content, but it comes to more than fluff, get ya. Rabbit in about stuff they've seen on TV, get ya. Awesome moaning about Johnny English Free, get your downloads. Get ya. Petty Bickering. That's the Crash Boys guy. Well, George, I think now is about the right time to ask Telly Me what you've been watching this week. Telly Me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the, um, the telly. Well,. I haven't really been watching much this week, Paul, to be honest with you. No, me neither. But about an hour ago, (laughs) 
I finished watching. <laughs> this is how prepared oh, we are, listeners. <laughs> About an hour ago, I finished watching the uh, pre-James Bond Roger Moore thriller, The Man Who Haunted Himself. The Man Who Haunted Himself. Have you he haunts the... himself! Have you heard of this, Paul, or have you seen I've it? I've heard the title. I don't actually know what it's about. So it's from 1970, and it's a British independent film, and it does have a touch of the hammers about it in terms of how uh, okay. it feels. It's slightly low budget. I quite like that sort of thing. I do. Yeah, I really do. Um, and it's basically it follows a man uh, named Pelham, who, after right. recovering from a car accident, discovers that he has a doppelganger who has been interfering okay. with the various aspects of his life. And um, it's re- it's it's got its flaws, but I yeah. really enjoyed it. And, okay. um, and Rod- I think it's Roger Moore's best acting I've ever seen um, in anything he's done. Because he's, he's, mm. he's really... He's not playing a sort of heroic figure. If you th- look back at his career, it's the saint. And well, he's mostly just playing Roger Moore, Bond. isn't he? Really? Yeah, Roger Moore in a slightly heroic yeah. way. Um, but in this film, there is nothing even remotely heroic about him. He's actually acting. Wow. Fantastic. And he's really good. It's impressive for a Bond um, actor. Same... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like Timothy Dalton was rather trained or anything. Sorry, Tim Dalton. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who is the best actor outside... Who is the best Bond actor outside of Bond? I probably would say Timothy Dalton. Who is the Bond with the most accomplished acting oh, career? Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know, Connery, though, had quite a successful post-Bond career, didn't he? So True. Daniel Craig's done a fair bit. Yeah, that's true. Pierce Brosnan, he's um, done a lot. Yeah, well... Just what? Just one. Let's, just who's the other? Just one. He hasn't done the other, much. The other fella. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Carry on. From George. memory, he was only in uh, like Emmanuel Seven, <laughs> or whatever it was. Return to Emmanuel Towers. <laughs> That's what that means. Sorry, George. Carry on with but, the man who haunted himself. Well, just, he's playing a villainous character. Just, he's actually acting for once. Yeah, but he's not only playing a villainous character. He's also playing. This quite ordinary, some would say bourgeois, boring middle class character as well, struggling uh, in okay. this in this um, thriller, and it's really good. But it did raise one question I want to ask, and this is absolutely sincere. Although you're allowed to laugh when I ask, do you miss okay. the days uh, when film blood was bright red? Oh uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, genuinely, I really do. It, there's a just after the car accident, he's in hospital, and it's bright red. This, the blood. Yeah, it just looks um, like paint. It's great. Yeah, but I really like that. Yeah. It feels more cinematic for some reason. It's not like now whenever anyone bleeds and it's like tar. I know, it's it's shit, thick and dark. And I would much prefer yeah. it to look like. There's a real paint. sort. Of, there's really a thre- theatricalness to and, it as well. It kind of. That's what yeah. I really like about a lot of those kind of Hammer horror films is the kind of the weird, almost neon color of the. It's got this kind of otherworldly feel to it. Yeah, mm. it's great. I would love that to come back. Yeah, so yes. just that was just one thing I picked up on. But I think one of the reasons perhaps I really liked The Man Who mm-hmm. Haunted Himself, and it is possibly a bit of a spoiler for the film. So listeners, take out your headphones. Yes. or Yeah, if you don't want the 1970 Basil Dreden <laughs> thriller, The Man Who Haunted Himself, to be spoiled, <laughs> skip forward now. Um, but, and this is genuine, it really... Um, 
bears a strange parallel to a series of recurring dreams that I've had in which there is another George Walsh wandering around that people like more than they like me. <laughs> he's sexier than me, he's funnier than me, he's thinner than me. Just uh, He's more fun to be around. He's a better podcast co-host than I am. He's got his own podcast. <laughs> What's what? What's my reaction to the other sexier George? Well, this is it. Much like in the film, it's sort of seamless. It's like it's like when I'm genuinely there, everyone's a bit disappointed right. that I'm not as fun as I am sometimes. <laughs> and then slowly, the other one takes my place, and no one believes. Okay. No one believes I'm even me anymore. That I'm just a double trying to cash in on the George Walsh name. <laughs> But it is true. It's a real dream I've had where I, I'm, it turns out that the imposter becomes me and I'm just... Listeners, George, one thing I've learned about George over the years is he's got like dreams like they have in films. <laughs> like they're the most like obvious sort of metaphors. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I genuinely worry. And I obviously must subconsciously worry in my everyday life that, that people are going to find a better version Aww. of me and just attach themselves to to him instead. So, yeah. His name is Paul Gannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cheap show oh is like, God. oh, well, I'm not going to say the better version of us. Another version of us. Worse version. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Man Who Haunted Himself. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's got a very old school charm and it is a crass recommendation a crass recommendation listeners that's literally me spent now with material shall i do a? i'll do one i'll do a crass recommendation yeah go on then i like i like touching the void that was good i watched that the other, the other week is that that gasper noe film no that's enter the void uh, yeah. touching the void is like a kind of <laughs> docudrama about the real tale of these two fellas who climbed this big mountain in peru yeah, and then one of them like halfway down, he falls over and he snaps his leg, and he's like, "Oh shit, well, am I going to make it down this bloody mountain?" And his mates like, "It's all right, I'll I'll lower you down using this rope." But various things happen, and his mate ends up lowering over a cliff, bloody typical. Mm. And he's waiting there for ages because he doesn't know his mate's gone off the cliff. So he's like, "Oh fucking hell, what am I going?" And he's like, "Oh, do you know what? Fuck it, I'll just cut the rope. Just cut the rope." So he cuts this rope, and his mate falls down off the cliff down into this ravine. And he goes back down the cliff and he's feeling dead guilty about the fact he dropped his mate down a cliff. Would you do that to me, George? In a heartbeat, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. And he like drops down the cliff and he's and he he falls he doesn't he oh, I've lost my place now. He climbs down the cliff and he's alright and he meets up his mate at the bottom, he's like, Oh, I've just fucking I just dropped my mate down the cliff. His mate's <laughs> like, Oh dear. Fucking hell well I'll tell you what, we'll wait. Mate like, mm, mm, <laughs> Weirdly, weirdly, he is a bit in the documentary. <laughs> it's a bit weird. There's like a moment where he's like, if I had to pick which one would come down, I'd probably pick um, so-and-so. And he picks the guy who did come down. Mm. Bit of a bit, bit fishy, isn't it? Um, oh. But anyway, so you think, oh, shit, and hell, his mate's gone down the ravine, he's dead. But guess what, George? He's yeah. not... Oh, spoilers, crass spoilers. He isn't dead. <laughs> he's not dead. I mean, it really happened. I mean, can you spoil something yeah. that really happened? Well, I suppose. Well, fuck it, who cares? Anyway, he's not dead, he's alive, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm down a ravine. What am I going to do? So he spends the next three days with a broken leg, climbing, like, crawling back to the camp. And he was all right. And, like, they're still mates at the end. 
I wouldn't. If yeah. you'd cut the rope and drop me down, I'd be flipping. I'd be right, Mardy. <laughs> There'd be no fourth series of crass, is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> That would be a good crass on tour, wouldn't it, George? Me and you climbing a mountain. <laughs> Yeah, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> I'd be sitting there. We'd be in our little ice cave, and you'd have got like your your package out, as in you've got your bag your out. Pardon. You've got your bag out of all your provisions, and I'll be looking through them, <laughs> going, "What have you got, George? What have you got in your What have you got in your bag?" You're like, oh, fuck's sake. You've got more Kendall mint cake than me. <laughs> <laughs> be well annoying, wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah. next bit. <laughs> we've not used that catchphrase Just... for a while, but we've needed it. For now, this now one. we're fucking milking it again. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's it is what it is, I guess. It's like a kind of bonus feature on a DVD, you know, it's sort of incomplete. It's the deleted crass scenes. Um it is what it is. At least you got something, you ungrateful bastards. I mean, come on. Um Don't know what to do to I feel like I should offer some sort of um like a bit of value, some more, some diff, some other content, some newer content. George did like a live um, eBay adventures. I haven't done fuck all. What can I do? I could do a little um, crash channel ferry. Just do a light, just do an on the spot one. Do the jing- jingle. <laughs> about the crankies do Shakespeare cheers bye listeners you know the drill uh, email crasspodcast at gmail oh a little burpee there uh, crasspodcast at gmail.com the twitter is at the crasspodcast there's a the in the twitter don't forget that and uh, you can find me on twitter at uh, bumbledoon that's bumble d-o-o-n so, so I could do a little bit of ASMR, couldn't I? So that's uh, that's all for that's the shipping forecast for tonight. Um, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>